Hi, everybody, and welcome back to episode 93 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, even the occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. That's right. That's fucking right. No, yeah, I mean, it's right. I don't... Like, it just is. I only speak the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I am a prophet. <laughs> hear a me. A messiah. Yeah, hear me. We win Saw Napoleon. Um, the unthinkable. Yeah, yeah. We we mustered the strength to just kind of meander into a theater of three, <laughs> to fight off the darklings to just you know sit in the back and watch uh, fighting off soot balls. Yeah, watch Joaquin Phoenix as uh, France's Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte gives some pretty mediocre back shots. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. With a family of three sitting in front of us. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, <laughs> before we talk about... Uh, that. That. Yeah. News is going to be uh, On a the lot. Double. It's a lot. But we're going to condense it but, way down. But few stories. Mm-hmm. So, they're just... Well, we're not going to condense it down. That's the problem. Like milk. <laughs> There's Condensed. Instead of having several stories, we've got like three. But two of them are going to be a bit in-depth. Right off the top. Long awaited. Uh, this will be. <laughs> by the time this comes out, this will be the news. Yeah. Uh, the day before released. So we're going to talk about that and its reception, how it's been doing, things like that. Yeah. I'll be interested to get your take on this <laughs> since it's been your uh, hotly anticipated since like the first episode of this podcast. Yeah. I think th- you brought it up the first time we did what you've been thinking about. You were like, I've been thinking about this fucking game called The Day Before. <laughs> And here we are. We've brought it to uh, its terminus, you know. Potentially its terminus. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but maybe we'll talk about it in the future. Uh, then uh, just while we're talking about uh, the way games have been received, well, we got a little bit of news on the Starfield Together mod from the same people who made the Skyrim Together mod Yes, for the PC. And then lastly, the Game Awards were last Thursday. So we're going to go through, talk about some of the, you know, first of all, we'll talk about the main highlight winners, um, you know, snubs, people who are pretty upset about who did or didn't win. And then uh, obviously we'll talk about some of our favorite reveals uh, and surprises and things like that from the trailers and such. And then we'll get into uh, Napoleon yeah. Clapping Cheeks. Just. Bonaparte. His middle name is Clapping Cheeks. Yeah. Like it, if you ever <laughs> look at his signature. <laughs> yeah. There's a big old N- capital C. <laughs> NCCB. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> you down with NCCBG? Wait. Yeah, you know me. B. Where's the T? Yeah. Bonaparte. <laughs> it really hits the T. Mm. Right on the T. Hmm? Get a little coffee sip. Fuel this thing. By this thing, I mean my body. <laughs> That's how you keep the engine running. So, uh, the day before released, uh, as I said, last Thursday, actually, on the 7th, in early access, after five years of delays and dismay and uh, rumors and theories of abound, you know, this game's a scam. And they said, hey, 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 how dare you? We haven't taken a dime from you people. And we said, actually, that's fair. We even brought this up. Yeah. How could it possibly be a scam when there's no, yeah. like, what's the end game here? They're going to have to release this game. Yeah. Or just it'll be of nothing. So they did release the game. Uh, 
almost immediately it became apparent that there had been something af- afoot because uh, it was not the game that had been advertised. Not at all. Um, it was like Escape from Tarkov, but bad. Um, very few zombies to be found. It was not an open world survival MMO. Mm-mm. So much so that on release day, all like video, um, you know, um, blog posts, things like that, that coined phrases like survival uh, were scrubbed. They disappeared or they pulled videos down because they didn't want to. Hey, we advertised it as one thing and it's actually another. Right. Um, and it was barely an MMO. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, then that was for the people that could get in. Yeah. Uh, most people spent the first hour of their crashing. two hour allotment on steam before you can't refund something, uh, crashing and not even getting into a server, uh, where very few servers were available. Uh, fantastic. The company that makes the game did tweet out like, Hey, our North America servers are filling up fast. We're working on like trying to get some more servers up for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they had. A patch set to release the day after, um, you know, the the following day after release sure. to try and help with some of the crashes and things like that. Um, a lot of people very quickly refunded the game because it just wasn't the, wasn't the game they, they were was. after. Um, and it very quickly became uh, overwhelmingly negative was the way that Steam rates it. For people that don't play on PC, Steam is the main storefront for uh, uh, PC games. And you can see things based on its recent reviews and its overall reviews. And it'll say, ah, it's been, you know, extremely positive, mostly positive, very positive, mixed, mm-hmm. or, you know, somewhat negative, very negative, overwhelmingly negative, you know. And it very quickly was overwhelmingly negative, where something like 90% of the last 13,000 reviews were negative. Um, and some of them were, you know, memes, you know, just right. being like, you know, however many likes this review gets, I'll eat that many tablespoons of mayonnaise. <laughs> Or it'll be someone who's actually breaking down, like, hey, here's why this sucked. Yeah. Um, so not the response they were looking for, I'm sure. Nope. Radio silence, pretty much, for the following four days. Today is Monday the 11th, so it's been four days since the game released. Its player count has dropped almost 90% yep. uh, in four days, entering Steam's 10 worst-reviewed games ever. Damn. Um, it's down to, I want to find the number here. Yeah, it peaked on release day at 38,000 concurrent players and is down to uh, 4,125. And this is at the time of this article being written on December 11th at 9 in the morning. Um, So I'm sure at this point it's lower. Because (laughs) with this news in mind, um, Fantastic uh, took to Twitter and announced that they would be closing their doors. Just as a company? Yes. Yeah, they're not going to be a company anymore. So I've got the Polygon article pulled up here. So they say, I'm trying to find their actual announcement here from Fantastic because it was like a you know one of those classic screen grab tweet things. Sure. You know, we're going to write a note and then screenshot it and then tweet the screenshot to get all the words out that we need to get out. So they say... <clears throat> Today, we announced the closure of Fantastic Studio. Unfortunately, the day before has failed financially, and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. Uh, we invested all our efforts, resources, and man hours into the development of the, of the day before, which was our first huge game. 
We really wanted to release new patches to reveal the full potential of the game, but unfortunately, we don't have the funding to continue the work. Uh, it's important to note that we didn't take any money from the public during the development of the day before. There were no pre-orders or crowdfunding campaigns. We worked tirelessly for five years, pouring our blood, sweat, and tears into the game. Uh, at the moment, the future of the day before in Prop Night, which is another game of theirs, mm-hmm. uh, is unknown, but the servers will remain operational. We apologize if we didn't meet your expectations. We did everything within our power, but unfortunately, we miscalculated our capabilities. Uh, creating games is an incredibly challenging endeavor. We're grateful to everyone who supported us during these difficult years. It's been a fantastic journey over the past eight years. And then they list out 2015, they opened the studio. 2017, they released The Wild 8. 2018, they released The Dead Dozen. Uh, 2018, they released of uh, they released Radiant 1. 2021, they released Prop Night. 2023, they released The Day Before. I saw a lot of people saying it turns out they spent four years marketing this game and one year making it. Yeah. Uh, which is really what it feels like, especially because we had like gameplay footage five years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was not what came out. Not by so, a long shot. By like at all. So it really is a case of like, what were you doing? What happened here? Yeah. What were you doing? They like, say like they poured blood, sweat, and tears into it. And it's like, <laughs> bitch, where? <laughs> you know, uh, not seeing it. Yeah. Um, and so I think now. A lot of people are going to be pointing the finger and saying, this was the scam. Yeah. They built the hype, didn't take money up front as a way to, like, kind of garner, like, legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of people to buy the game up front because they were, like, good or ill. You know, publicity's publicity, right? right. I'm going to buy this game, stream it, and never be able to laugh at how bad it is or whatever, right? And then we're going to close the door four days later and say, oh, sorry, like, we, we're, we're bankrupt. We had to go, you know, we're insolvent. You know, because, like, they say they're paying off their partners, but, like, that's just in a tweet, you know, right. that's taken their word for it. And we've taken their word for it for five years now, you know. Yeah. And they weren't, even like, some of their people weren't getting paid, remember? They were using, like, weird slave labor volunteer work. Oh, yeah. So, like. How much did they make initial, like, on initial sales? We won't know. I mean, it's not like the box office. Mm-hmm. We don't get numbers like that but if they were up to thirty-eight thousand concurrent players and it was going for 40 bucks a head let's see thirty-eight thousand times 40 uh 1.5 million dollars yeah that ain't nothing that's not nothing but i mean i guess if they did rack up a healthy debt over the last five years of not really putting just marketing yeah right i don't know and then like again there's all this weird plagiarism stuff of like their trailers and things like that where it's just I think this will be this will be a case study in a couple of years where like somebody will look back and go the story of the day before what went wrong yeah. you know it'll be like a twenty nine minute YouTube video of like here's everything we've found out since uh, I've seen a lot of people going like is it legal for them to do this yeah are we owed money like is there a potential lawsuit here for we were sold something that we didn't get yeah you know is advertising something completely different right and it's a case of like well how much of that is that you were sold something you didn't get versus they just really didn't make the thing well, you know? Yeah. What's the difference between it being bad and being missold or, you know, misadvertised? But I, I do see a very strong, like, the, especially the fact that they doubled back and removed things that advertised it as a survival MMO. Yeah. Really lends itself towards they knew it wasn't this gonna. isn't what we said it was. 
And I mean, I think of a game like No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky got hammered at release that it was not what it had been sold as. And instead of shuttering the doors, Hello Games said, okay, we heard you. And yeah, we agree. Like, yeah. it's this isn't what we want it to be. So we're going to work on it. And they've been working on it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know? Excellent game. And every year for like the last five years, it's gotten nothing but praise for like how much they've improved it. Mm-hmm. And we got to get back in. We do. Because it's one of those games that like, we always have so much there's, fun playing. Yeah, and there's something in there for you, no matter how you want to play it. Yeah. Um, which I think is part of the beauty of it, with all the additions to it. But I wish that this had been something like that. There, you know, Obviously, you and I had talked about this. There's a million-dollar idea here, because $1.5 yeah. $1. million came in on release day for this game right. that everybody pretty much was pretty certain wasn't going to be good. It was one of the most uh, into, like wish-listed games. Yeah, most wish-listed game on Steam. So, I mean, people wanted something like that. So, yeah. we got to sit down. We got to talk to some <laughs> game devs or something. We got to get this thing made. We get this thing rolling. And, yeah, and I mean, it's just it's bizarre. And now the last update that I've gotten for the day, because uh, it is still technically an ongoing story, is that the day before uh, is unavailable for purchase on Steam now. Oh, wow. Uh, where Steam went, well, we're not going to sell it anymore. Wow. If, you know because it feels like people are going to be throwing their money away. Yeah. Uh, so also the studio's social accounts and homepage have gone away. Their Shit. social media pages are gone and their website is gone. Yeesh. So it's sounding more and more like take the money and run. White shadow. <laughs> Drop a smoke bomb. <laughs> and they're just gone. Uh, so... I was looking to see if there was a, uh, yeah, so according to the game Steam page, the day before is no longer available for purchase, marking the end of its short-lived four days in early access. Um, oh, so it also shows that changes the game's listed developer from Fantastic to Mytona Fantastic, and then back to Fantastic, possibly showing an internal struggle after the studio announced its closure. We're like, okay, who owns the day before now? Um. You know, if there's if Fantastic doesn't exist... Does it go to the parent company? If there is one, you know, like who owns it now? Which is part of why maybe they said we don't know what the fate of the day before is. Is it for, is it up for grabs? Right, yeah. Somebody swoop in and buy it and then, you know, try and turn it around. How much do you think that's how that came for? I have no idea, but I feel like you'd be better off starting over. Well, we could use, I mean. Especially because there's not much there. Right, but I mean, we can take what's there. Who's this we? Chris, you always do this. I we mean, don't know how to make a game. But we could. You're like, we should make but we movies. Could. We should make movies and TV, and everybody should be listening to us. And I'm like, we don't know how to do Again, this makes me we think We have of ambition. The, we, this makes I me, have ambition. You've got the confidence of someone who doesn't know what they don't know. I believe in myself. Hey, that's good if you're 19 and, you know, blue-eyed and bushy-tailed. The world hasn't hammered you out yet. But let you grab the controls of the fucking 747, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about this before. You think you could land a plane? I, I, I think I could. You couldn't. Well, I mean, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> hijack a plane. All right, let's do <laughs> Come in and act of terrorism and hijack a plane and just go, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain, captain speaking. speaking. I've, I've never <laughs> flown a plane before. I'm going to land this hoe. Yeah. But I'm going to here to show you how easy it is. Let's yep. do this thing. Yeah. Everybody strap in. If you got a baby, hold on to him. 
<laughs> just just <laughs> nosedive. <laughs> Planes immediately. Terrain. Pull up. Yeah. Terrain. Pull up. <laughs> oh, it's just a little turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> Like a glove. <laughs> you ever seen that? Ace Ventura when nature calls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's fucking just chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang. I love you. And are driving through the jungle. That's you trying to land this plane. You know. So. I got it there. Yeah, this is the thing. Journalist Nick Calandra uh, compiled a thread showing off the studio's essential disappearance, revealing that its website, YouTube channel, and even Medium account were shut down. CEO Edward Gosevez also <laughs> deleted his accounts on X or Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, Calandra noted that the website's closure leaves players who were promised updates to the game and paid $39.99 without a way to contact the studio at all. Wow. The game is still facing bugs and server issues along with complaints of false promises. Players were quick to notice that the game is not an open-world MMO despite its advertising, like we said. This is uh, from IGN, this update is. So the departure from Steam and social media is just the latest development. Yeah, like I said, this is the most recent thing I've found. Um, so who knows, man? What a weird... Not how I saw it going. Mm-mm. I saw it coming out and being bad, you know? And then like it being an early access game that people worked on and it never got good, maybe. You know what I mean? It'd be a daisy where it's like 10 years on and it still feels... That's what I was hoping. Like I remember saying like this seems like the finished thing of Daisy. Yeah, and oddly enough, like from the sounds of it, Daisy was more fun at launch. Yeah, you know, and more complete. Sure. Um, I don't know, man. What a weird, bizarre. Like I said, not how I saw this story turning. Nah, it really breaks my heart. But I do appreciate the drama of it all. You know, <laughs> it was entertaining, and potentially could continue to provide entertainment. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't think we should. I think we should try to buy that game. How much do you think they're selling that puppy for? Well, Chris, how much money do you have in your account right now? <laughs> How's your credit looking, you know? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Credit's all right. For my bank. <laughs> you're going to need to find some investors. <laughs> we go into debt and we're like, oh, shit, I see what happened here. Uh, turns out it's hard to make. Grab. We do another, another cash, cash grab. grab. <laughs> yeah. uh, turns out it's hard to make a game. And I do like that that's basically what their their post was. Mm. It turns out it's tough to make games, man. <laughs> it's like, who'd have thunk, you yeah. know? You know, honestly, I, listen. I'll, I'll, I'll listen, but I won't hear you out. Because you're about to go, we could do it. Even if we couldn't, what are we losing? Man, people already thought the game was going to be bad. Our personal reputation. Just go buy random and, you know... Uh, Fucking fake names. Yeah. Just lie about our identities. Yeah. We'll form a company and then make that company form another company. You know, yes. we'll do like the nesting doll thing. Yes. Yes. That way we're not attached to the game. Mm-mm. It's, you know, some weird, you know, S Corp that owns it. And we're just, you know, way up at the tippy top. Yep. We'll call it Flub. Flub. Yeah. Flub flop. So. The fucking Skyrim Together mod uh, creator posted to the official Discord, <laughs> and I read this to you. He says, hey, everyone, let's talk about Starfield. Because uh, the Star- the Skyrim Together mod actually is quite effective. Mm-hmm. You and I played Skyrim Together for mm-hmm. a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It works much better than the Fallen New Vegas multiplayer. Now, part of that, I'm sure, is just the age of the game. Well, hot dog. <laughs> that, that was Fallout New Vegas, or Fallout 76. Yeah, that was, because I was Duchess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we When we first tried Fallout 76 a couple years back, uh, I was being a dumbass, and everything that Duchess said, or Who maybe everybody. It was a bar. Tender. Yeah, yeah, she's a bartender giving you your first real quest. And every sentence that she finished, I tried to find a way to be like, I've got your hard job right here for you, Duchess, you know, and just make it a joke. And it was getting exhaustive. I mean, it was every like, sentence, and it's like, okay. And you're like, dude, I swear to God, you need to fucking cut that shit out. And right as it had lost full steam, and it's like, this is getting old, and I'm getting tired of doing it, she exclaims, well, hot dog. And you go, do not. And I go, I got your hot dog right here, Duchess. And then we both just fucking wheeze laughing and i'm again it was even funnier because of how just like no the joke fucking way <laughs> yeah I, like, I got your hot dog i got right your hot here, dog right here duchess she fucking set me up on the tee and i fucking nailed that thing dude you dug you dug deep you yeah. stuck with it just like uh i wish fantastic had man shade so, don't shade shame shame so the yeah he says let me i'm gonna credit this gentleman's username kosai kosadeki says hey everyone let's talk about starfield when the game released, I was hyped, like a lot of people, but probably for different reasons. I spent launch day and a few days after reverse engineering the game and porting over gameplay hooks from the Skyrim together to a potential Starfield Together mod. Sounds cool. Yeah. I ported about 70% of Skyrim Together reverse code to Starfield Together. There was just one problem. <laughs> this game is fucking trash. <laughs> he says, I didn't realize this until I actually started playing, until after I actually started playing the game, Damn near a week after launch. The game is boring, bland, and the main draw of Bethesda Games, exploration in a lively and handcrafted world, was completely gone. Anyways, everyone already knows this. Most people agree. There's no need to further repeat the point. Just read any of the dozens of reviews online. That said, I won't be continuing development on Starfield together. I'm not going to put my heart and soul into a mod for a game as mediocre as this. Bang. He says, still, I did work on it, so I'll just throw my reverse-engineered code online in the open-source titled Evolution Repo, uh, in case anyone wants to finish it. Although, finishing it is probably up, still upwards of 100-plus hours of work. Let me be clear, though. What I did so far is port reverse-engineered code and hooks over. There is no playable version of the Starfield Together mod right now. So, maybe we get that. Scratch your itch there, where there's no money needed. You know, we'll just grab the code, work on it. Uh, it's not looking good. <laughs> I got a level. I mean, he's basically been like, I'm giving this away, man. It's nothing. He's giving it away because the game's not fun. But maybe if you could play with a friend, it would redeem it. I'm just saying. There's a much lower barrier to entry on. Last time I got my hopes up for a game. <laughs> it was the day before. It was the day before. <laughs> and look where that one's and sitting. And look where we're sitting right now. In the garbage. <laughs> so, I'm, you know. I'm going to go with my gut. Not. Your gut was telling you to buy the, the, the day before. Exactly. So now i got to listen to my gut. No. <laughs> no. No. I think what we're learning is your gut is fucked. No. From all the damn Cheetos. Stink rat needs Stink rat cheese. needs cheese. Oh, man. I want to plug uh, the podcast that Morgan and I do together. Uh, call a couple of creeps. A couple of creeps. Where she educates me on something creepy, whether it be a creepy location, a uh, historical event, a serial killer, ghosts, you know, the supernatural, the things paranormal. like that. The paranormal. This past week we talked about 
a young lady named Velma Barfield, who was the first woman in the United States to be executed mm. after like we brought back the death penalty okay. in 76. <laughs> she, the reason I bring this up, people should listen to the whole podcast because we had a good time making it. Sure. But... <laughs> this woman's death row, like her last meal, was literally cheese doodles and a Coca Cola. That's all you fucking need. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I, I thought she was a monster, but I'm back in. This lady is a woman after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> cheese doodles and a fucking Coke. <laughs> Just get me. And like, what a silly sounding meal, too. What do you, what, all right, what's your last meal here, Velma? Give me some cheese doodles from down at the Speedway, <laughs> down at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> The barley bin. <laughs> and, and a Coke. I need something to wash it down. <laughs> something to wash it down. Like, did she get the je- get the injection with just cheesy fingers? You know what I mean? <laughs> Burying her ass with cheesy fingers. <laughs> but, you know, listen to that podcast. We have a good time making it. Yeah. And it's super, like, brisk. Yeah. It, it's, it's the kind of podcast that we can record, edit, and upload within, like, two hours. Bingo. Unlike this monster... <laughs> And we always say it's not going to be that long. We always say, like, we're going to get it so short, be it, make it be an hour. Let's do. Well, no, I feel like, for me at least, I don't know if you've always had this impression or not. For me, it's the show's an hour and 15 to an hour and a half. I always thought we try to make it, like, an hour long. No, it's never once been an hour long show. No, that exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, No, because it's not the goal. <laughs> I'm an advertising wrong to word of mouth, I guess. Yeah. Because always like, how long's an episode? Like, about, oh, an hour. about an hour. About yeah, an hour. No, it's a 90-minute show, and then they can be surprised when it's less. Or longer. You know, some yeah. people are like, yo, it's a fucking two-hour one. Those ones are long. Yeah, when we when we get into it, we're fucking hip deep in it. Hmm? Hip deep. Speaking of, do you want to talk about... Oh, no, we're not talking about Bonaparte yet. We got to talk about the fucking Game Awards. Yes. We'll just... First of all, I'm going to go to, straight to the... Let's just blow through it. You need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about the winners. Yes. So, uh, view all here. Let's see. We'll start with the fun one. We're going to kind of scroll through. You know, some of these are like a... <laughs> wow, best esports athlete. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, good for you guys, but uh, fuck you. Best adaptation. It well, should have been me, not him. Not me. me. So the best adaptation. The nominees on that one were Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, Twisted Metal, and The Last of Us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, come on now. <laughs> Quit fucking playing. Obviously, it was Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> no, it was The Last of Obviously, Us. Obviously, Twisted Metal took that Took dub. that shit hard. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Throw up a three? <laughs> oh, two. No, W. Oh, dub. It's the dub. I just threw up the shocker. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Check that shit out. That does feel more like Twisted Metal, though, than being like, hey, two in the pink, one in the stink. That is pretty twisted, and that is metal. That's the real shocker right there. One in the pink, two in the stink. That'll fucking make you jump. So, <laughs> sorry about that. The, let's see, best RPG? Come on. We all know this one. Come on, say it with me all at once. One, two, three. Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Not my winner. <laughs> Uh, so Spider-Man should have taken that home. <laughs> Best RPG? <laughs> no. No. Uh, let's see. Starfield was nominated in this one. Only category it got nominated in. Uh, sea of Stars, Lies of P. That was the Pinocchio, like, Soulsborne game. Final Fantasy 16 and Baldur's Gate 3. There really just weren't a lot of games, like, 
even in the nominees, I feel like this year we'll talk about it more like in depth with it, and yeah, because that'll help me explain myself. I mean, there was a lot of games. They just no, weren't good. I mean, none of them were that good. Yeah, but I like, feel like it was kind of a lull year. But I feel like this year was a weird like peaks and valleys where like we had a lot of great shit and then a lot of shit that didn't exist. You know what I mean? The problem that you're running into though is you haven't played any of the good games that were good. That's true. Lethal Company. You refuse to give Baldur's Gate your attention uh-uh. for not a good reason. Yeah. Uh, you haven't played Spider-Man 2 at all, Mm-mm. even though you really were excited for it. I was. You haven't touched Alan Wake 2. Uh-uh. Didn't play Resident Evil 4. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, just all of the great games you just haven't even looked at. And then you're like, nothing came out this year, man. Not a whole lot came out this year, man. Like, no, just Scrooge McDuck over here refuses to fork out any money for a game. Hey, we played Lethal Company, yeah. and that shit honestly should it's be pretty fun. That should should have been game of the year. I don't think so yet. No, I think it's yeah. too early to call it that. But slap some Starfield graphics on it. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> there you go. I like that Starfield graphics is the benchmark. No, it was just an example. They were pretty fine. Best action adventure game though. Fucking Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Haven't played that. <laughs> I know you haven't. <laughs> and again, that was one I was super excited yeah. for. Like, you get excited for games, and then you just don't touch them, and then you're like, man, nothing came out this year. And, like, we hear really good shit about all the yeah, games, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom was everywhere. Baldur's yeah. Gate was everywhere. And then it was just like, yeah. I really held out for the day before. I know. <laughs> just got and then it just fucked. was so bad that they fucking shut their doors and left. <laughs> Uh, you know what i'm starting to question why you're on this show with me <laughs> now that I, we're listening out like this you haven't played any good games and the only game you were holding out hope for was one that was very obviously a train wreck inbound where it's hurt it's, you know i guess it's perspective you know <laughs> it gives us all opposing uh that's right that's right points that's right the correct one in yours mm-hmm. um <laughs> let's see here the ones I really want to dig in on. Best performance. Do you know who it went to? It wasn't Star Wars. No. No, huh? But Star Wars was not the Survivor. It was. Yeah, it was nominated. So, Ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16 Didn't play that one, so I'm, I'm not sure who he played. Uh, Cameron Monaghan, who voiced and Honestly, did I the think motion he capture. Won it. You also didn't see any of the others. No, but like... He He's the only it. one you knew, and did, so you're he like, did good in that. So you're like, oh, it should have been him. He did good in that. Um, Idris Elba in Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, Melanie LeBird from Alan Wake 2. She plays Saga Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Newbin, who is a, he plays Astarian in Baldur's Gate 3. And then Yuri Lowenthal, who plays Peter Parker in Marvel Spider-Man 2. Honestly, there was a few really good ones in here that, like, like obviously they all are good. That's why they got nominated. But, like, if Cameron Monaghan had won, Melanie Liberty had won, uh, Neil Newbin or Yuri Lowenthal, either way I would have been like, yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, but Astarian won at uh, Neil Newbin. And, oh, yeah, fucking Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos, uh, was, like, the the presenter of that award. And last year he won this award and very infamously, like, spoke for pushing nine minutes. And it was like a holy fuck, my man. You got to wrap it up. You're still going, and still managed to not thank his wife. You know, <laughs> which is what he joked about. He's like, you know, still forgotten people. You know, but uh, he fucking threw shade at <laughs> Call, Call of, of Duty. Duty, 
and Call of Duty devs are all fucking buttered about it. But like he didn't like where's the lie? Yeah, he you ain't know? lying. He was up there and he made the joke where he was like, uh, you know, my my speech last year was still longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign, and like the audience was loving it. They were like, oh shit! <laughs> then you got Call of Duty devs being like, we work really hard on this, and then he goes and says things something like that. Exactly. Yep. And it's like. I mean, it was one, it was, your game got like a four on IGN, who infamously just loves pretty much everything that's made. Mm-hmm. And the one of their major complaints was like, it's a three hour campaign for $70. Yep. And you asked people to pay, like pre-order it, to get early access to the campaign. Sorry. For that? For three hours worth of gameplay? Fuck you. Nuh-uh. Yeah, sorry, no. And for most of it to be, we took assets from... Uh, Warzone and turned them into single player campaign maps. You didn't work very hard on this. Sorry. Not really. I did I did see stuff being like sent out and like I'm not sure how real it is, but yeah. like on TikTok of the zombies. Yeah, it looks interesting. That looks cool. Mm-hmm. That looks really fucking cool. <laughs> Maybe well, we too should cool. buy it. <laughs> Just come hey, on right division. <laughs> Listen, you're losing money left and right on this. <laughs> Listen here, Microsoft. We're gonna buy <laughs> Activision from you. Right. We just got to scrounge up enough investors to get, I don't know, like, how much was it? Like $60 billion together? Yeah. <laughs> Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Billion? With a B. Yeah, we can move some comments. We can, yeah, let me, let me make some calls. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Best narrative went to, if it'll load for me here, Alan Wake 2. Uh, and it was going up against Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077. Final Fantasy, and Spider-Man 2. A lot of Spider-Man fans are like, what the fuck, man? Spider-Man didn't win anything. It, w- it was nominated in seven categories, didn't win in one. But, like, as I've had more time to reflect on it, it was a, just a, a pretty good game. I mean, it was, a, it was as good as the first one, mm-hmm. but the first one is five years old. You know? Right. Baldur's Gate literally, like, pushed the... The limits. You like, could fuck a bear. Yeah. It no, like it pushed the I mean, yes, you can. But he's not a bear. It it's a guy who can turn himself into a bear. You're not just like walking up on a bear in the woods and being like, You guys get his arms. It's not what um, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have watched the wrong oh, link. Yeah. What did you li- The li- graphics were great. It said live leak in the corner. I don't know. I thought someone was streaming. <laughs> so, <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is like, it didn't push the boundaries in any way. It was, if you liked the first one, you'll like this one. It was a very good game, like I said. But when you've got something that like other people in the industry were like, Worried about Baldur's Gate 3 coming out because it was going to set certain expectations such as, oh, man, our game needs to be done when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they're like, shit, like, this is damaging to the, the the like, industry, you know? That's a game that's shaking stuff up, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, you had people that don't play Dungeons & Dragons going, I should play Dungeons & Dragons, like Morgan. Mm-hmm. You've got people who generally just don't play games buying Baldur's Gate 3 to play it. And you've got people who don't play RPGs going, I'm going to try Baldur's Gate 3 out. Try it out. Um, you got people like me who are just too fucking dumb to buy it. <laughs> yeah, who are like, uh, I don't know. You're telling me that the camera is a little bit up further away than a third-person game? Oh, fuck you. I ain't touching it. Sorry. Yeah, I can't be fucked. Sorry about it. I'm, I'm going to fucking force you to play it with me. 
and whether you like it or not. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll fucking come across the hallway and beat you up. Uh, let's see here. Best game direction, I believe, also went to Alan Wake. Let's find out. Sure as fuck. Sure shit. Sure shit. And then game of the year went to... Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. And, like, that was the other thing that everybody's been saying. Because, like, the Spider-Man 2 crowd's been very loud. And, like, their best defense has been, I haven't even heard of Baldur's Gate 3. Which, two things there. First of all, that doesn't matter. Second of all... <laughs> Because it's not a popularity contest. It's no. was the game good, good all around. Yeah, was it the best game that came out this year all around? And people were calling that shit in August. Yeah, this is the best game of the year. Potentially one of the best games of the decade. Yeah, and uh, Spider Man Two wasn't getting that kind of buzz. It's a really good game. Yeah, it's good. But like everybody's been saying, even if it wasn't Baldur's Gate Three, you were gonna lose to probably either Zelda or Alan Wake Two, more likely. Either way, Spider-Man 2 was not like the runner-up that got pudged out no. by uh, by Baldur's Gate 3. I miss Stray. Where did that indie game go, right? Like games like that. Oh, like, right? oh, oh, I got you. I was like, that was last year, my man. Yeah, what's, what happened? Because it got nominated for Game of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like nobody was expecting that. Because it came out like super late. Yeah. Like in November, I think. Uh, I wouldn't have been that late because I was still working at my other job, but around that time, like September, October, um, that was a really good game. But uh, yeah, not a lot of, huh? I cried in that game. Yeah. It was a cool game. So yeah, a lot of upsets, mostly Spider-Man 2 fans being kind of shitters and like putting, posting cutscenes from the game and being like, how is this not game of the year? And it's like, what? Are you in love? Have you ever been in I love, love Spider-Man? Spider-Man? And as I said, it is a very good game. Yeah, we're not discrediting I'm that. able to say it's a good game. I can't. But it was not the best game of the year. Mm-mm. Wasn't in the top three. No. Wasn't even in the top five. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't even say it's in the top ten. <laughs> I mean, it was, but. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the, the fan voice award, which is like the that is basically the popularity contest award where it's strictly people voted in to say what their best game was, mm-hmm. was Baldur's Gate 3. So, yeah. I mean, sorry, guys. Like, even if it was a popularity contest, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 3 won. <laughs> Get this shit off me! Well, as I said, just because you haven't heard of it, that's not the main criteria. <laughs> it's not a did-they-market-well kind of award. But well, well, Apparently they did. Yeah. Regardless. Because so. it also had stupid numbers. Yeah. Remember that guy was talking, the, I say that guy, the guy who like runs Larian Studios was like, I've been dodging calls from IT this week because I told them not to expect like too much work this weekend with the relaunch of the game. And then it was like, they've got something like 80,000 concurrent players. And he's like, ooh, sorry guys, my B. Whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie daisy. I want to talk about some of the announcements and trailers and such. Just some of our highlights. Yeah. God of War DLC. Fucking free DLC being announced like days, like five days out. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Apparently, like, if you're in the circles that are like, what's going on with the leaks and I'm trying to stifle vomit over here. Uh-huh. No, you're good. <laughs> if you're in the circles that are like up with the leaks and rumors and such like that. People thought that it was going to be like a, a half sequel um, release, where it, was, it might be like a $40 game. Sure. Uh, was what was potentially being worked on. Because I could see that with um, 
like doing a half adventure mm-hmm. with uh, what's his nuts Atreus Atreus Loki spoiler alert for Boy. God of War 2018 um, but that's not what we got. But what we did get is a roguelite, uh, like, set in Valhalla, mm-hmm. which is just Kratos and Mimir. And as you, it seems like as you progress through the game mode, I mean, I don't know if it's a game mode or what, um, you'll get more story from it. Um, and we even saw some Greek uh, enemies in the trailer, like the Cyclops. And so it's like, okay, are we going to get an idea into some of his past? Because you figure he's a warrior, yeah. you know? And, like, spoiler alert for God of War 3 from, like, 2011 or 12. People on the console. Oh, fuck. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he killed himself. You're a real fucking piece of you work. Know what, you know you that? motherfucker. How could you do this to me? Uh, he kills himself at the end of that God of War game, presumably. Suicide's badass. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Frank. Um, and he does it with just a got a gargantuan sword right through his midsection, and he's got the scar mm-hmm. uh, in the 2018 version. Um, but so like, and he's died countless times, multiple times. I mean, that's just kind of his deal mm-hmm. is to like literally crawl out of the underworld. He's got so much hate that it just can't. Yeah, kill you him. can't keep him dead. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like, are we going to get more character study on Kratos since now that he's like a god who is actually adored yeah um and is like a liberator god you know and like someone that they can follow Mm -hmm. that was his big moment you know at the end of uh ragnarok which kind of got me a little choked up him being all like oh my god i'm like i'm actually like i changed it i'm worshipped a god isn't something to be feared or hated uh these people love me they really love me (laughs) um but, you know, so now that he's got that and, like, Atreus is gone and it's okay, so now what is it like to be him, you know? And as he's going through some of his past, maybe now he's trying to sort some shit out, right? But all that to say, yeah, it's a roguelite, so you're going to go in, fight people. It seems like the idea is to die from some of the things that were said in, like, the announcement of it, of, like, you know, every time you die, you get, like, more things and more power-ups and stuff like that and potentially more story unlocked. Um, so... Because yeah, I think we see Kratos respawn and Mimir's kind of like, you know, <laughs> no shame and something like that happening, you know. And uh, yeah, so that'll be kind of cool. And it releases for people listening to this on release day yesterday, yep. but for us tomorrow. Bingo. Uh, at like 12 p.m. Eastern time for free. Again, for mm-hmm. free, uh, which is pretty dope. Yeah. I love live trailers like this show where like, you know, it comes up, you can hear the music and you're like, is this fucking God of War? And then you see like the chair that looks like Odin's throne, and you're like, is this fucking God of War? And then Kratos kind of comes into frame, and everybody goes, ah! you know, and it's just that universal, like, oh my God, it's oh coming God. back. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, at the end, it's like, you know, free DLC December. And everybody's like, and it's like 12. And everybody's like, and it's like 2023. And everybody's like, ah! <laughs> you know? that's in like five days. Uh, losing their minds. It's like, yeah, that's cool shit. You yeah. Know? But, um, so that was a good highlight to like that. That was pretty early on in the show. Um, we got a trailer for a game called Exodus that's got Matthew McConaughey working on it. All right. Um, all right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, with an Austin studio, <laughs> actually. Gotta got keep living, man. <laughs> that's the thing about these high school girls, man. <laughs> like That's his first role is a dude who's like, I like to fuck young girls. <laughs> and you're like, Bingo. whoa. What a weirdo. 
Uh, but it was the 70s, so it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It was different. <laughs> yeah, it was a different time then. <laughs> so it's being made by an Austin-based studio named Archetype Studios, uh, who were actually... Prima- uh, bu- 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 actually... Actually? Um, actually? No, they're uh, primarily comprised of ex-people who used to work at uh, Bioware, which is who made the Mass Effect games, which I could see from some of the gameplay that we saw. It's got some Mass Effect feel to it. True. Um, even seeing like them jump through like basically deep space relays, you know, it's like, oh, like a Mass Effect relay. Yeah. Um, but I do like the twist that they're putting on it. Where they're kind of, you know, well, you know, like, what if we could get Matthew McConaughey to do this again? Because he was in Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, and that dealt with time dilation. And this game deals with time dilation, which he even brought up on stage. Yeah. Where he's like, I have a little experience with time dilation myself, you know. Uh, but no, so I do wonder how deep that's going to go. Because he talked about the idea that basically time is a resource in the game. Yeah. Of like, you know, the decisions you make have. could cost you days and your civilization decades you know it's like well that's kind of an interesting concept mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested to see how fleshed out that is makes me think of like reigns have you ever played that mobile yeah. game yeah, it's yeah, like yeah you gotta keep the money the religion mm-hmm. uh the people the nobles and then the food yeah the merchants the Merch. the church <laughs> the military and then the yeah. people yeah that's a good game makes me think of that but um yeah so that would be interesting to see how that works in game um, like I said, we saw a little bit of uh, gameplay at the end of the trailer, about you know thirty seconds of gameplay. It looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, well polished. I thought it got a bit more of a cartoony look to it. Yeah, which, which I'm is, not against. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. where it's like that weird, like very high fidelity graphics, but the art style isn't hyper realism. Mm-hmm. Which um, again is cool. No problem. Yeah, which I think also helps with a somewhat smaller studio of being like we can hide some rough edges because we're not aiming for hyper realism. Right. Right. You know, we don't have to worry about like, you know, the detail of each freckle on a face. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, well, I mean, we yeah. can just make it smooth. Yeah. Right? And that's just the art style. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's some shine on it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I did like that. Matt McGonaghy came down, talked about the game, said that whoever he plays in the game is going to have a unique relationship with every player. With each and every player. Um, and we didn't hear him in the trailer. Mm-mm. That was a pretty strong move on their part from a marketing standpoint to like not put Matthew McConaughey, yeah. you know, front and center, mm-hmm. other than him coming out and announcing the game. But if I were to just scroll across and find that trailer, I wouldn't know Matthew Mm-mm. McConaughey's in it. No, um, letting the game stand on its own. Um, what was a game that jumped out of you when we were when you were watching it? Ponytail. That we were talking about. Uh, Pony Island. Or Pony? No, Ponytail. <laughs> I was thinking of Hellboy and his tail, but no, oh. Hellboy before Pony Island because. I don't know. I haven't played the first one, so I feel like I can't connect to it no. as much. But the Hellboy trailer looked really good. Did we get a Hellboy trailer in this? The Hellboy trailer's out. Well, in, the, the, in, in this in the Game Awards this year. I thought it was. It was last year they showed one off, but I don't. I think that game came out. Or is it not the trailer? Just the teaser? I don't know. Of him at the barber shop. That's Blade. What did I say? Hellboy. Oh, Blade. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Blade. <laughs> no, um, Blade really stood out to me. Hellboy was the game I did want to play too that yeah. we talked about, but From last year, yeah, that's why I was like, "What the fuck are you what doing are they about going me? on about?" No, Blade is. Uh, I'm really excited for that one because same thing with like the Wolverine game. Yeah, that looks so good, but it's been pretty quiet. Pretty quiet, yeah. I mean, we heard nothing about it because when, when did we hear something about that? Last year. So, but either last year at the Game Awards or at like the PlayStation Expo. 
Did they say a time frame on it? No. Uh-uh. Okay. But for Blade, I don't know. I thought it was cool because like he's out in public. Yeah, right. And he's yeah. getting like his just. He's just getting his wig busted, line, lined up, yeah. and, getting um, his beard shaved, and I don't know. I just think it's the, the cool concept to be able to play his blade and like yeah. you know have your pistols and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and I couldn't tell if you were in like France or like Haiti because there was definitely French writing, uh-huh. um, but from like the architecture, I couldn't tell if it was. It didn't look like France to me, but I also only saw the trailer once, like during the show. Yeah, but either way. Uh, but yeah. again, a, a more of like that high polished cartoony. Yeah, animation. Great. I mean, this one was a CG trailer. You know, totally fine with yeah. that though. If they go with like that art style, because mm-hmm. like if because I could see them doing. Could you figure this is the same studio that made Dishonored, and mm-hmm. Dishonored has a little bit of a stylized art style. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see them go uh, more realistic with the art. But no, yeah, I like the the cartoony look to it. Just because, mm-hmm. like, if they do keep like their cutscenes and trailer the CG moments yeah. like as polished and prompt as the actual game right. I mean you, you figure, can get away with that yeah you know? games like The Last of Us do that yeah. where it you know or God of War where the cutscenes and the gameplay are seamless mm-hmm. yeah they could get away with that for sure I like that um, yeah and I, I am excited to see it come from the studio that made Dishonored because they do sword play it. they do sword play and gunplay really well and like having abilities, you know, and being able to like, mm-hmm. you can see people that you're like, oh no, they don't have, they, they, they've been like, what is it, jinxy, you know? They've never experienced the touch of a woman, you know? <laughs> they've never felt love, mm-hmm. you know? But, uh... but <laughs> yeah, they do know the movements of every enemy on a map in Dishonored, you yeah. know? And they can move <laughs> through. no woman's touch. Yeah. But I will recognize every single sound cue in Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> <laughs> Every sound cue. <laughs> Have you seen the video of him? He's he's playing like Fortnite or something with yeah. some girl, yeah. and she's like flirting with him, and he's like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. and then she says something, and he like kicks the shit, shit out, out of his, his desk. Camera. Yeah, his camera knocks over. <laughs> he's fucking funny. He is. Jinx is hysterical. He's like that weird, that weird kid at school. You know that you're like he didn't have friends in school, Mm-mm. but now he's just famous. Yeah, you know. Like in that internet famous way, you know, he could he's not getting recognized on the street probably. Well at least not often, you know. I mean, his his daily life probably hasn't changed too much as far as like the ability to go out and exist. Mm-mm. Um But he probably makes a shit ton of money. Oh yeah. Um but uh all that to say, yeah, I they did say it's gonna be a third person um action adventure type game. Which, which I know you were pretty concerned about with Dishonored being a first person. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they Migrate over to third person. Transition. Because um, it is a different, you know, you've got to make the combat fun and interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, he's done that same move five times now. I get it. Something you new. Know. We need it. And like, don't do Arkham Asylum combat <laughs> worse than Arkham Asylum did. Yeah. You know, because I mean, Spider-Man's combat is Arkham Asylum, but it feels like Spider-Man. Yeah. So try and make it feel like a blade or don't go that route. You know, go more. I'd be really into you going more the route of um, like a faster paced Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I'd be down Since he's a gun and sword, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the vampires are going to be much more agile than fighting other swordsmen and things Mm -hmm. like that. So I could see him being, you know, it's more fast paced, but take the sword play seriously, you know. No, it's not a hack and slash. Mm-mm. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, 
and then to see whatever powers or abilities that they give him as like because he is half you know a daywalker he is half vampire bit of a daywalker bit of a daywalker myself, myself. um but yeah no that one was one that stood out to me too yeah we got a again it was there was a lot of cg trailers um you know where we didn't get a lot of gameplay yeah. uh which i'm always kind of um trepidatious around because it's like oh big word yeah yeah yeah. that's a fucking money winner right there <laughs> um yeah but it's because you don't all you're telling you, all you're giving me is concept sure. you're not showing me meat and taters where i go that looks like something i'd like to play right you're going it's basically an elevator pitch what if this game and you're like uh, Ooh, it does sound good cool. you know cool. but you got to show me you stick in the landing um but i got uh I got the tingles for a game called the. Hold on, I've got the list of all the reveals here. Um, that one there, Last Sentinel. It was a fully like like I said CGI game trailer, but it was like cops and androids trying to like bust down the door to like a monastery of some kind, maybe. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of kids hiding inside, and a woman's trying to like hold the door closed. Oh, sure. And then you kind of get a glimpse of like the side of her where you go. Is she an android? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And the android that's trying to... I'm going to have to call you back. And the android that's busting down the door, like, just punches through the door, grabs her by the face, and just bashes her head against the door. And, you know, the doors open up, and all the kids are, like, cowering as this android's standing over them. And then someone says something effective, like, you know, (laughs) the last sentinel's coming, you know? And uh, this person fucking rolls up and does some hardcore, like, (laughs) you know, fast-paced John Wicky shit, just <laughs> knocking down all the cops and stuff outside, taking down androids and shit, fighting really well. Here, here. And then, like, takes off their helmet, and it's another android woman, I believe she was. Mm-hmm. It looked like she was, you know, had, like, android parts, at least. Um, and then she basically was like, you know, come with me, children, you know? <laughs> and everybody leaves, and it was, like, a pretty cool vibe uh, of, like, the I got a taste of the world there, where I was like, oh, okay, I like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one that I'm like... Hold my breath on, you yeah, know, yeah. or you know, show me some gameplay or a little bit more concept and I'll be in. But uh, the sales pitch there was pretty cool for mm-hmm. me. I mean, really, Blade, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like none of these games really stood out to me. No. Uh, Jurassic Park Survival was announced. It was like a first person um, where like it's taken place after the first movie. Okay. And somebody got left behind on the island and she's like... <laughs> This is Dr. So-and-so, like, fucking please come back, you know? <laughs> and uh, it looks like maybe, I mean, the whole trailer looked like it was um, CG, but in the pers- like the first-person perspective, okay. where it seems like they're trying to convey the concept of how the game will work. But it gave me, like, Alien Isolation vibes okay. of, like, you're not fighting these dinosaurs. No you're way. just yeah. surviving, hence mm-hmm. the name. Um, and I'm, that's a really good idea of somebody just trying to run around Fucking, you know, the park and get off the island with, like, the raptors and stuff still out there. I always get so nervous about those games because it's like, I feel like they've tried to make a game about Jurassic Park before. Um, So I know they did the Jurassic World, like, park manager games called, like, Jurassic World Evolution. Um, And from my understanding, those are pretty good. They're from the same people that did, like, the... um, Planet Coaster and stuff. What am I trying to think? I don't know. Maybe I'm way off, but... And I mean, I'm sure there were Jurassic Park games like in, you know, in the early 2000s when they were like, let's see what sticks, you know? I'm sure. I'm um, just, I am a little nervous yeah. that it's not... It is just all hype and then they're just 
money grabbing with the name. Right, yeah. Um, but the concept I'm, is cool. Again, it's that thing of like, we didn't see any gameplay, Mm-mm. but the concept is a good sales pitch. If they made it rated M and like made it a lot of blood, yeah, you'd have me. But also, I mean, I guess you could get away with, if she's the only one left on the island. I want to see other dinosaurs fight. Yeah. I want to see them fight. I want to see them fuck. <laughs> I want to see how they make them little babies, you know? Little amphibian legs running around. Oh, yeah. Kojima Productions' next game, OD. Oh, um, oh yeah. That one look good. We didn't get in classic Kojima fashion. Don't know what the fuck this game is. Not at all. Um, but it's got... It looked like, from the reflection in her eyes, it looked like she was hiding. Potentially, yeah. So I'm curious if it's a, something that's like... It's mind controlling because they all looked like something was in their eyes. Yeah, and they all seemed kind of like in a trance, mm-hmm. um, reciting a sentence. It was like a variation on the sentence that contains every single letter in the alphabet. Someone was scared. Someone was like normal. Yeah, and then someone was mad. Yeah. Um, and and again, it, it did feel like um the ideas of PT in some way with yeah. just like the atmosphere of it. Especially with like the way Kojima was introduced on stage was like it was the door with the light bar above it from PT. The title of the game is an acronym like that. O D. O D P T. Yeah. Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> we were kind of giggling. We're like, all right, so playable teaser is one thing. What is O D? And we were like, overdose? And we're like, no, I don't think it's that. What did we agree on? <sighs> it was something funny. I don't remember. It was probably something juvenile, like, you know, only dicks or something, you know? <laughs> like, that's got to be it, yeah. <laughs> only dicks. Yeah, nothing else it could be. It's nothing. I'm scratching my brain here. I don't know what else it would be, <laughs> you know? <laughs> my brain's fucking smooth, dude. Like <laughs> His brain's been picked. Like, I don't, you know? Uh, picked clean. Couldn't find anything else other than only dicks. That's what OD <laughs> stands for in this horror game. Um, <laughs> fucking Jordan Peele came out and was like, yo, motherfucker, I'm working with Kojima on this thing. Kojima's and, changing it up, y'all. Yeah, and Kojima was like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> he did have a cool perspective on it, I think, because he tried to work with Guillermo del Toro on PT, mm-hmm. and then that obviously got canceled. You know, Silent Hills got canceled. Um, and then I think I think I didn't get past the first mission on Death Stranding, um, but I'm pretty sure Guillermo del Toro like, has a role in that game. Mm-hmm. So in this one, he, uh, Kojima on stage was talking about working with Jordan Peele in that Jordan Peele is somebody who grew up loving video games and is now making movies. Right. And Kojima is somebody who grew up loving movies and, and is, is now, now making, making games. Movies. And so it's kind of an interesting opportunity to like meld their passions and see what they can make together. He did get like kind of high concept where he's talking about like that it is a game, but it's also like a movie, but also something totally new. Mm-hmm. And so it does make me wonder like, what does that mean? What are you trying to do, man? Yeah, like, what's the, you know... Because, like, Death, Death Stranding was like, what if you walked around a lot and it was kind of boring, but that's the idea, you know? And it's like, it was pretty hit or miss. You either loved that game or you didn't like it. Right. Um, and so, I, I don't know. And it is working in conjunction with Xbox Studios. Yeesh. Um, <laughs> call the squad. Like, they're done now. No, I, I mean... <laughs> all I gotta say is my brother started playing... Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. And it's on the Xbox. Yeah. Years a noticeable difference in the graphics. Yeah. That's all I got to say. I've played them both. Yeah. There's a large noticeable difference. Hmm. Looks like you're playing that shit on the fucking PlayStation 1. 
It's like that famous uh, like snippet from the first Harry Potter game on the PS1 <laughs> yeah. where Hagrid's Hagrid. face is just fucking <laughs> That's just exactly not what I was good. Thinking. It's just that. <laughs> no. I mean, it wasn't that bad. But no. But, it, uh, there were times I was looking at some of the instructions and I was like... It didn't look like that on the PS5. It didn't look like that. No, I mean, I, I'm... Uh, it's another one where, like, I trust Kojima, but, like, Death Stranding wasn't for me, but it was for a lot of people. So, you know, maybe this one will be for me. Um, and I like Jordan Peele's movies. And maybe with him coming back to more of, like, the PT route, potentially. Yeah. You know, kind of dipping into something like that. I'm cool. Yeah. And I think that's another thing is like horror, especially like first person psychological horror games really give themselves a lot of leeway to like do weird shit and like take chances and like be like, you know what you're doing in this game? Walking through a house and the hallway repeats itself and there's no combat. There's no hiding. There's no action. You're basically walking through this house and experiencing scary things. Mm hmm. And I'm cool with that. That's that is more effective than like a Death Stranding, where it's like, ah, eh, you're just walking and carrying some boxes. Rain makes you old. Yeah, and it's like, ah, eh, there's a lot of high concept stuff there, but none of it really stuck for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll keep my eyes on OD because Kojima's got a lot of goodwill. And the CGI looked really fucking good to the point where there was three characters that we saw. Yeah, um, Hunter Schaefer is the second one that we saw as the actress. Um, I cannot think Lily. of the first person's name. Leslie. She's the young lady from It who played uh, Beverly. Beverly Hills. No, I didn't recognize the last Beverly gentleman. No, I don't know either. I thought he was a no name. To us, potentially. Yeah. But I'm feeling like because they showed his name. He's Could be. Probably somebody. Sure. But the last game that really kind of stood out to me was the Light No Fires. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's another weird one where you're like, right, is history repeating itself? This feels like we've been here before. Uh, I've seen this room and I've walked this floor, you know? Uh, you know Sean Murray from Hello Games came out and was like, what the fuck is up, people? It's the 10-year anniversary. 10 years ago at the Game Awards, I announced No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. Here we are 10 years later, No Man's Sky. They did a cool trailer where they showed like, all of the updates to No Man's Sky, I think they were reminding people, like, yeah, look at what we did for yeah, you we, people. we have done shit. Um, and then he was like, for the last five years, we've been working on a concept that excited us, where it was like, if No Man's Sky was a, a potentially endless universe, what if we were somehow more ambitious by limiting the scope to an a potentially, like an Earth, instead of the universe, it's an Earth, yeah. um, where it's a game the size of Earth, uh, procedurally generated in 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 part, um, but that everybody, that's the part that I'm not sure on. I haven't gotten clarity from like what I've been reading. My uh, initial understanding was that everybody that plays the game is playing on the same planet Earth. Which, if it is true to size, I could see getting away with that. Sure. You know, if your concurrent players is like eighty thousand people, you're good. You're not going to run into people. Yeah, you're good. Um, but also I could see it being like, yeah, but I don't want to accident. Like, what if I do run into somebody and they're like taking my shit? I don't want to do that either. Right. So I could see it being like, no, no, no. You get into a game with your friends and you're on a planet the size of Earth. 
so either way, I could see the goods, the goods and the bads on that. We're like, yeah, but it's also kind of cool to like find other people's stuff, stuff, and it's like that weird thing of like, oh my god, we found other people yeah, on a place the size of Earth, you know, and like that's a really interesting possibility for discovery. I think it'd be cool if it gave you the option to like, yeah, you can. Basically, be like go in passive mode. Yeah, where like they can't destroy your shit. And I'm sure that would be a, a thing that's in there, because also the construction looked really cool. Where like, you know, No Man's Sky is obviously scientific, scientific, futuristic, sci-fi, uh, sci-fi stuff. So your construction is like, plunk, just snapping things into place. But this looked like you could see stuff almost Lego style, like yeah, being constructed where they're building like using a magic wand, log cabins, and and you know homesteads and things like that. And then mounting their dragon and flying over the mountains and riding weird fantasy creatures on horseback, essentially, through the desert. Um, and coming to, like, some weird temple of bunny people that were all kneeling to you as heroes. Giant hunter, hummingbirds. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they talked about that it is a it is a massive procedural earth. Uh, it's a fantasy world. Um, and that, like, yeah, they already showed off, like, this is actual gameplay of multiplayer functioning. You and your friends can exist on this planet together um, and explore and, you know, be heroes in this fantasy world. And Sean Murray talked about, like, the thing for him that excited him was the idea of, like, actual mountains. Like, if you see a mountain in the distance, you can go scale that mountain, get to the top, and look out over an ocean or a desert or this massive landscape that you've crossed to mm-hmm. get to this mountain um, and have, like, that true sense of discovery. Yeah. <clears throat> the only thing that worries me is the ambition and the scope is it going to be a big empty world. Yeah, you got to fill it up. It's got to feel like a lived-in place. Now, they did show us a lot of stuff, you know, but they're also not going to show us empty places. You know what I mean? Do you think they're going to put NPCs in there? I mean, yeah, there were those... I believe that those rabbit people that were bowing to you were NPCs. Um, But so I like that idea of, like, if it is a shared world... And this is me strictly. Like, this isn't something that they said to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, what if you're doing tasks for different, like, areas of people, and then they just, like, now you've, like, kind of gained reputation with them, which is what it kind of seemed like we were seeing of, like, those rabbits bowing to you. And what if the inverse could be true? Like, (laughs) those people don't like me. I might be a rabbit person. Yeah, that was kind of neat to see, like, the different, because it is a fantasy world. And, like, what if uh, you could get missions to, like, Go attack other player characters where it's like, yeah. hey, these people have been nothing but trouble for us. Will you go take care of them? And you got to like go talk to these people and be like, hey, fucking cut it out. <laughs> Proximity chat. Yeah. Like, Listen, fucksticks. Listen here, dickless. You know? You're, you're going to knock it off. Yeah. And if I see you around my streets again. If I see you fucking with those bunny people, the shit is going to hit the fan. You're dead. Yeah. I'm not talking about Napoleon. Let's talk about it. Got it short and sweet. Yeah. Let, we're just going to spoil it. Yeah. Let's rate it first. How do we raise stuff around here, Chris? Well, you can always be uh, overwhelmed, which means your expectations were surpassed or uh, thoroughly overachieved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be uh, underwhelmed, which means you thought it was a big fat stinker, your expectations weren't quite met, or you can always be right in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. One, one, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. Underwhelmed. underwhelmed. Yeah. I was real, I was rooting up. I was rooting for it. I know you were, and I've been trying to tell you, <laughs> like, it didn't look good. It was boring. It really was. Like, even the sex scenes we were talking yeah, were like boring. Yeah, they weren't good. Yeah, it wasn't like... I wasn't watching this going, oh, oh shit. Oh, I was watching it like I was embarrassed. Yeah. 
for the people sitting in front of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It was just a weird movie of like... Like, it's like, I don't know, like, the last third of it dragged. Yeah. I felt like, because it felt like, I don't know, it just didn't stop, I guess. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, and when okay. it's this weird thing where like, you're basically doing the highlights reel of like... They, I mean, essentially, the movie literally is broken down into, like, here's historical, like, on this date, there was the battle of this. Mm-hmm. On this date, there was the battle of this. On this date was the day that they named him emperor. On this date. And so it did feel very much like snapshots yeah. of his life, which is an interesting idea. Um, but most of the snapshots were, like, either him being a, a simp being or, an like, actual fucking cuck. Or a battle. Uh, and the battles were, like, kind of cool because of the, like, you don't see a lot of, like, that era combat in movies anymore. Yeah. You know? It really goes to show, like, the general having to be strategic. Yeah. he's placing the men there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see, yeah, I know what you're saying as far as, like. But it was like, all right, once I've seen it. Like, now what? All right, you know. I did think the, the scene was pretty cool with the. The guys turning around with their bayonets to the horses. Yeah, yeah, forming up to mm-hmm. take cavalry. Yeah, that yeah. was that was cool. Forming up in squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you make it so that the horses can't get through to you. Mm-mm. Yeah, they can't jump over you. Right. So they've got to circle you because you got the bayonets out. So yes, the horse is going to get killed, impaled. Yeah. So I thought that's we did see his cool. horse take a fucking cannonball to the chest we and just did. explode its chest out. It was bloody. Yeah. It was a lot. We saw the queen get decapitated right quick. Yeah, Marie Antoinette. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed because I thought, okay, you know, this is the chance it's Ridley Scott. He might do it. Allegedly, she, like, squatted down and shit on the cobblestones. She was so freaking out. But, like, they kind of made Marie Antoinette have, like, a brave face going up to, to yeah. face the guillotine. And it's like, no, she, like, was freaking out and, like, like I said, squatted down and shit herself because her gut, you know, she's freaking out uh, in fear. And so I was like, that'd be a chance to, like, really show... Like, this is how it started, yeah. you know? Like, this was the revolution, yeah. right? Um, and then, you know, that's what they were doing to their last monarch, and then all of a sudden they're just going to go ahead and name an emperor. You know, it's like, did you learn nothing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it, it didn't really know what to do with Napoleon, I think. I just want to point out a specific yeah. scene. So, Josephine, which was Napoleon's wife, yeah. cheated on him a lot. Uh, yeah. A handful of times. Yeah. And it made the newspapers twice. Twice, yeah. And he's just reading it the second time as he's exiled on uh, Elba. Elba, yeah. and he's just slamming, slamming it on the, the table. On the table like, God damn it! But the thing is, like that Russell second again. That second time, they're not even married. He divorced her ass mm-hmm. because she couldn't bear children, um, and like kind of forced her into exile in a way. Yeah, because he said like she couldn't find love again or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's basically like. This is just for, like, paper, basically. This is just on paper. We're not married. But, like, you're still my girl, right? You know? And, like, you can go live in our old mansion. uh, But uh, you can't fuck anybody else. Mm -hmm. Or I'll be mad. But I can go make sons because I'm the emperor. Right. Naturally. Um, She was fucking. Oh, yeah. But um, I don't know. It was a weird movie. And, like, Napoleon is arguably uh, a bad person. You know? Killed a lot of people. Uh, including his own men, you know. But it's that, you know, you have the opportunity to, like, there's a gray area. And I think they tried to operate in the gray area of, like, 
He is a person, so he's got good and bad about him. Yeah. If he's not simping. But yeah, I mean, they kind of fell into a weird place of like, they didn't convey Gray. It was like, the movie didn't have an opinion about him no. either way, but that didn't feel like a good move either. No. You know? Or like, they should have made him like point out that he's a really bad guy in some some facets, you know? Because yeah. like I said, he is an emperor that I, took over after a revolution to I, destroy a monarchy. I feel like the only part in the movie where I was like, ooh, this is not good. Yeah. Was when he was talking to um, the emperor of Russia. What was that gentleman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alexander. Alexander. Alexander Tsar. Yeah, Tsar Alexander. Um, and he was like, you got a 15-year-old. Oh, well, at first it was, he was like, hey, your sister, is she taken? And he's like, that one is spoken for, yeah. And he's like, what about her younger sister? I saw that, you know, she had a younger sister. And he's like, well, she's only 15. And, and there was like, kind of like a pause of like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm. but also, I mean, that's how that was back then anyways. Yeah. Uh, does make it cool, no. but it's not out of place. Out of pocket. You know? Yeah, it wasn't like, yo, he's still going to marry a 15-year-old? It's like, I mean, yeah, that's what they did back then. Sad Especially story. when you're dealing with royals, it's strictly diplomatic of yeah. like now our families are unified so we won't go to war with each other mm-hmm. um and he ends up going with what the girl from austria yeah um who still looked pretty young very um yeah i don't know it was it was a weird movie we're like i just don't got a lot to say about yeah. it I mean, like i even said it before we did i was like i don't know like yeah. i don't have a lot to say no i don't either but i mean the only thing i will say it felt like the only time that it went hey he's not a cool guy was like in his interpersonal stuff with Josephine. Yeah, because he smacks the shit out of her. Yeah, and like, he's really controlling of, of her. Um, very insecure. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so he was a very toxic uh, partner, you know. But it's like, I mean, yeah, it's cool to see that perspective on him of like, okay, this is how he was as a personal, you know, in- individual, not just a historical figure. But also, like, <laughs> he was a bad dude on the grand scale, too. Now, I will say... Napoleon was loyal as fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't cheat on his gal once. Well, yeah, he did. When they, they didn't, and they didn't, they didn't show it. Not really. No, they just showed her cheating because, like, when so she, it kind of felt like they were planted up of like Napoleon's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy, and she's cheating on him, but he just doesn't leave her. You know, and it's like he's the emperor, and he even admitted to her that he cheated. <laughs> but when he did it, and since they didn't show anything, the implications like he's lying. Yeah, and so it's like, did you cheat on me? And he was like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Of course I did. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and then at like one point his mom's like, we're going to get to the fucking bottom of this whole no air thing. You're going to fuck this so freshly 18 woman. So I've got you a hot 18 year old. She's fully naked, ready to receive down at the end of the hallway. Take these three shots of fucking liquor and get down there. And he's like, yes, mother. And like goes down the hallway and opens the door. And I was kind of expecting it to be like sexy. You know what I mean? But no, this young lady is fully under the covers with her hands crossed over her chest. Kind of like... Just she was, waiting. Yeah, like she's waiting on the gynecologist to come in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he stands there in like his full dress blues, basically. Mm-hmm. And has this funny little gesture where like he reaches up like he's maybe gonna unbutton his waistcoat and then kind of just like looks her, looks is that her, too? I don't. Is know, that too forward? I don't know what to do with my hands, you know. And he just goes over and blows out the candles. Yeah. And you and I got tickled at that. I could not stop like, fucking laughing. If that ain't a man right there, like. <laughs> Like an insecure man getting ready to have sex with a stranger who's like, I don't want to me on my first Tinder date. Yeah. What do I do here? You know, like I said, I don't know what to do with my hands, you know, 
But no, it was a bad movie, I think. Yeah. It was it wasn't so bad that it was like you said something yesterday that was really good that kind of stuck with me of if it, we were watching it at home, you'd be I'd on have your been phone. on my phone. And yeah. like that, I'm like, yeah. I feel like The only know. reason I gave it my attention was because we're at a theater. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have been distracted. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have found something else to pay attention to. Um, and yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it was pretty And like Joaquin Phoenix's acting wasn't very good in it. Not really. Um it really wasn't. No. I did think that um, I just completely lost her name. The young lady who played Josephine. Mm-hmm. She did a pretty good job in the movie. Mid. Yeah. Don't see it. Welcome back to Gas Pass. Bass. Napoleon? Mid. Bass. Bass. Pass on it. Pass on the hoe. Uh, if I could told you, like. Swerve. You, you doubted me. You know? <laughs> what, uh, what you been thinking about, Chris? I think what you meant to say is, welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. Let me get out of my Monopoly goo. Oh, no. I don't remember which one's the... It's not that one. There it is. That's so loud. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm going to butcher this name. Naturally. But I thought it was a pretty interesting read here. Uh, so this is going to be an urban legend from uh, the Japanese mythology. Oh. Uh, and this one's called the Yumibozu. Ow! And um, the Yumibozu is a Swede, a sea-dwelling <laughs> sea yokai from the Japanese folklore. Okay. Its name is... a. Uh, you got it. Derived from characters for sea. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on something tougher than derived, you know? Because <laughs> you're over there like. <laughs> I just blanked on me. I thought it said described, and I was, I was like, what's well, not? I fucking work this one out, and then it was just like. Uh, its name comes from. <laughs> its name is derived from characters for a sea and Buddhist monk. Oh, okay. Um, which uh, also alludes to the spirit's possible origins. Yeah. So, supposedly, the Yumibozu is a vengeful spirit, a priest who had drowned out at sea. Uh, and the reason why how they get the Buddhist monk is he has a shaved head okay. and just a crooked smile. And it's just some giant floating head out in the sea that will destroy ships. How I giant? Mean, like, pe- like, it is like the size of your ship. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's just... It's just a fucking head. It's just, just a, a Buddhist shaved, monk's head. <laughs> going up, slapping the back. <laughs> just, I like you cut, G. Yeah. <laughs> So, according to legends, the Yumi Bozu capsizes ships and then uh, and drowns the seamen. <laughs> I got uh, some seamen to drown you right here. Who? <laughs> 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 I always forget we got this right here. <laughs> who insult or disrespect them? According to one story, uh, if angered, they ask that the crews provide a barrel uh, that it proceeds to fill the seawater to drown them. To avoid this death. Disastrous fate. It is necessary to give. It is necessary to give the umibozu uh, a bottomless barrel. A bottomless barrel. A bottomless barrel. So you take both ends off. Mm-hmm. And that just because if not, he'll keep asking you to take the sure. water, put it in your boat, or else he'll eat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Hi, man. And then if you're like, "Well, I got a bottomless barrel here. I can't." Yeah. I mean, I'll just put it in there, but it'll never yeah, be yeah. full. Yeah. Right. And he's just like. Uh, All right, you get this one. <laughs> On your way. Yeah. But, I mean, I, thought, I do like that about Japan's, like, 
all of their ghosts have like they're reasonable. Have like a way around them. Yeah, they're you know reasonable. What I mean? That's not, you know, come on. Like, no. what's the one that's licking your ass? <laughs> um, the, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. The Onikari? Yeah, or something like that. Something I think. like that. <laughs> it's like if you fucking say I want red, it's just eating your ass <laughs> on the dawn. <laughs> I'm yeah. over here like red, 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 red. 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 Trust me, baby. I had yeah. Taco Bell. I'm putting it all on red. You know. But no, I thought this one was a more of an interesting concept than like, anything else, like of what it could have been. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe it's just infinite like rocks, right? Yeah, or like a small island. Yeah, that pull up that was just like a rock formation that looked like a face, right? Uh, that maybe like during like the sea levels, you know, it could rise, it could you know get right. shallow and stuff like that, and get jagged rocks and stuff yeah. like that. And then you've got like reflections off the water, yeah. you know, or it could be. Hear me out. A Buddhist monk's a giant Buddhist monk living in the sea, just his head out there, being like, "Yo, bitch." No dare to pass me. <laughs> you must answer these riddles. Rule three. <laughs> what is your favorite, favorite color? <laughs> red. Uh, red. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Next. Look, those are going riddles. <laughs> I'm just asking you a just question. Just asking you a question, my man. It's like um, there's a, a, a show on Dropout called I'm Actually, and I forget what they were talking about. Oh, they're talking about like the um, all the houses in or all the rooms in uh, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. the different Hogwarts houses being yeah. like, you know, they've all got a password to get into the dormitories, except for the Ravenclaws who are like we're fucking smarter than everybody, and they're like to get in is you have to answer a riddle, and so they were all laughing about the idea of like everybody going out and getting fucked up and you got to have like a designated Riddler, you know? Because like, if you come back fucked up and the painting's asking you a Riddle and you're over here like, oh, fuck it, slow down, wait. <laughs> Hold on. And like, you can't get into your room to fucking lay down and sleep it off because you just can't figure out the Riddle. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you're on four legs in the morning, three legs in the evening. Fuck, okay, it's the Riddle of the Sphinx. It's the Sphinx Riddle, I got you. Oh, shit. Get Jimmy up here. He's, he didn't drink anything. But, uh, yeah. Riddles are fucking weird. Stupid. Yeah. Fuck you, man. What's the, like, uh, fucking Smeagol and uh, Bilbo in The Hobbit having a little riddle off? Most people think of Riddle In. They were having a riddle off. Rhett and Link talk about whittling in a song I'm a thoughtful man. Yeah. And, like, Bilbo's a fucking cheater because his last riddle to stump Smeagol is like, what have I got in my pocket? And he's like, Wait a goddamn minute. How am I supposed to guess that? That's not a riddle. I can't solve that. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, sorry, bitch. Fucking. And he's like, he says nothing. And he's like, wrong. And it's the fucking ring. And Smoogle's like. What about you? What you been thinking about? Been thinking about Sons of the Forest. We've yeah. been playing that. Yeah, we've been grinding that on that shit. Especially last night. We had the huge excursion. Yeah, excursion through the yeah. caves. Yeah. God, we made out like a fucking band. We got a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot. We just found some cool ore yeah, from a big yeah, update yeah. that we don't know what it was about. We found a spaceship. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, I got a boom box. Yeah. Bumping so tunes. Got that thing on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd be silly with it. I said, just out there, I said, I'm sorry, mama. <laughs> just playing the Eminem. <laughs> I never meant to hurt you. <laughs> the, uh, the album Recovery. Yeah. We're just out here. Everybody, <laughs> Such don't a take shitty, my hand. <laughs> shitty album. Yeah, it's like oof, tough. It's, it sucks that his album about like getting better is a, is not good. is worse is not good. Mm-mm. Yeah, 
So um, his career wasn't getting better at that point. No. <laughs> Damn. Uh, the other thing I've been thinking about, I've been watching a lot of stuff off of Dropout. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, Sam Rice, who runs the company, mm-hmm. uh, he had a pretty neat way of looking at things. So apparently they had a really good year last year for growth. Good. Where like they're in the like 500,000 subscriber mark, which obviously is like nothing compared to your bigger, like a Netflix, right? You know, but like he talked about, we've also only got like seven shows, nine, depending on how you can, what you consider a show, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, and we've got 500,000 people that subscribe to watch those shows. Um, and they're adding something like seven new shows in 2024. Nice. Um, and I think, you know, he talked about the idea of like, with the way that like <laughs> streaming has kind of turned into like the Ouroboros, like eating its own tail thing, mm-hmm. where like everybody got a piece of the pie now. There's like nine subscription services that you got to have, and they're all at least 10 bucks a pop. Some of them pushing 20. Right. And it's getting to the point of like, now wait a minute, I cut cable to save 100 bucks a month, but I'm and now I'm back 100. to 120. Bucks a month? What the fuck is this? You know? And he said, you know, a lot of them are like high concept, like made by an algorithm type shows. And this is like, you know, simpler, smaller stuff. He said it's going to be like the organic food of streaming service where like they only employ 17 people, you know? And so you know the names of the cows that are making your milk is what he said. I was like, yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Like it does feel more intimate where it's like this weird middle ground between like a YouTuber where you like watch Rhett and Link every morning. And so you yeah. feel like, you know, Rhett and Link mm-hmm. and a streaming service where like you're paying for pretty high quality content. Uh, like he, he feels like that's where the, that medium might go is like, you'll see smaller companies throwing their hat in the ring and potentially gobbling up, gobbling up some people. Cause they're like, yeah, actually I think I'd rather, if I'm going to spend five bucks a month, might for, as well enjoy it for much more niche content. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'll enjoy it. Yeah, sure. this is me. Yeah. I watch Dropout more than I watch Netflix, and I'm paying five times the cost for Netflix. So, yeah, maybe I should cut Netflix. <laughs> but, I don't use it. No. I think Morgan's the only one in this house that uses the Netflix. But Well, as soon as like Midnight Gospel comes out in a new season of like being Puppy Cat, yeah. I'll be on that shit. But, like, until is Midnight then, Gospel on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Okay. Netflix original. I thought it was Hulu. Uh-uh. Uh, the only one... What's the one on Hulu that's like uh, Rick and Morty? Solar Planets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's by the same creators and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, not anymore, but... Right. Yeah. Justin Rowland? Rowland. Royland, yeah. Royland. But. What a piece of shit. Good riddance. Yeah. yeah. But... I think uh, all that got dropped, didn't it? No, he's not. No, no, no. I know he's not back on the job. But I feel like that ended up not panning out in court hmm. but again where there's smoke there's fire in my opinion right yeah that's right. not gonna come up from nothing yeah <clears throat> that's all i got yeah i don't know what we're talking about next week um because next week is not the week that uh, uh it might be i'm trying to think when um Aquaman comes out oh, and fuck, oh, we're gonna have to see that yeah it's coming up on us it's either next week or the week after that we'll be talking about Aquaman as well as um, what's the fucking movie from uh, Zack Snyder on Netflix the not Star Wars Rebel Moon oh, oh it yeah. comes out around the same time <sighs> might give that a peek just to see God, you I'm know not ready for Aquaman not either but We'll do it together. Yeah, we went and saw Napoleon. 
Yeah. But that's all I got for you, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, I almost closed this whole thing. Yeah, down. you almost did. I almost just said, "See you, motherfuckers." I <laughs> <laughs> just didn't do any of our last. Uh. Uh-uh. Our outro. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to give us a like, favorite, subscribe, whatever on your auto streaming service of choice. That way you hear it every week. Give us five-star reviews where you can. Um, you know, Check in every Wednesday by 8 a.m. is our goal for us <laughs> to have it posted. Don't always hit that goal. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, take a listen on Sundays for a couple of creeps. That's the yeah. show that Morgan and I do together. And uh, Chris has appeared in a few episodes. I have. He's on a bit of a dry spell. Maybe I'll have to pop in on one. I might. Because... Uh, Morgan keeps telling me that I'm her least favorite co-host. And I'm mm. like, I've also been the one that's done this the most with you. So you need to be careful where you throw these stones. And I edit and post this thing that's for right. you. So <laughs> be careful. Uh, but no, if people wanted to reach out to us, tell us what they thought about Napoleon or you know what games are they looking forward to? Yeah. Were they pissed off that didn't win at the Game Awards? Uh, did you buy and try uh, the day before? R.I.P. You know? if you did. Yeah, my, my, my condolences. But, uh, yeah. How, yeah, how would they tell us? You can always take a look at uh, our socials. Uh, you know, our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube is all uh, simply one podcast. Yep. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply, or you can always send us an email at the simply mailbag at gmail.com. That's right. I was thinking next year we should stream. I do want us to try that out. <sighs> like proper streaming. Oh, like gaming? Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, but then, because my other thought was uh, this year. The Game Awards did a uh, a thing where you could co-stream, where like they gave you a link to, you could basically have your your webcam down in the corner or whatever, mm-hmm. and basically stream over top of the Game Awards. Mm. And I thought that might be an interesting thing for us to do, yeah. of like you know live react to mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, <laughs> it's putting on a big phony show. Yeah, right. No, yeah, I mean just sit there laughing, jo- joking, blank, yeah. blank stare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no showmanship <laughs> at all. We're both just. <laughs> We're just in our underwear, yeah, scratching ourselves, looking at our phones, playing Monopoly Go. <laughs> that'd be me. <laughs> you know? That'd be me. Uh, but no, I was just thinking, yeah, that'd, that'd yeah, be interesting. That'd be cool. I'd like to do more things uh, than just this one show a week. That'd be cool. That'd but, be cool. Yeah, we're coming up on the end of the year. Let us know what things you'd like to see from us uh, in 2024. So we, we play video games a lot, so. Yeah. That one might be just a more irregular schedule. Yeah, that'd just be when we feel like it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the end of the show, Chris. Goodbye. Bye.